This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is taking part in a bipartisan bill that would protect American farmland. Tuberville, along with House member Ronnie Jackson of Texas, have both introduced legislation called the Foreign Adversary Risk Management Act. The bill would create a panel within the Committee on Foreign Investments that would vet those seeking to buy farmland or to acquire American food companies. Tuberville says that the past few years have seen an increase in China purchasing farmland and food companies here in the U.S. The senator says that this is a national security threat to the agriculture industry, with a known adversary like China increasing its presence and control over America's food production and supply chain. Some Democrats in the U.S. House, as well as the Senate, are also joining Republicans in support of this bill. There are now at least 28 co-sponsors to the bill, including Alabama Congressman Barry Moore and Jerry Carl. The U.S. House unanimously passed a bill that was offered by an Alabama congressman. U.S. Representative Gary Palmer offered the SED Act, which stands for Settlement Agreement Information Database Act. The bill requires federal agencies to enter into a public database any settlement agreements or consent decrees that were made at the federal level. It also requires those entities who are impacted by that decision to be listed. Palmer says that the American people have been kept in the dark for too long about legally binding agreements that have been made by federal agencies. He says the bill is designed to bring more transparency as well as oversight and accountability to the government. Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth is talking once again about school choice for Alabamians. Ainsworth released a video this week during National School Choice Week. In it, Ainsworth cited the state of Florida as an example that Alabama can follow in expanding education choices for students and parents. You look at Florida, over 700 charter schools, over 600 magnet schools, thousands of students that have got out of historically failing schools going to private schools. Those kids, you know, have a choice now. Their parents have a choice and where they go. We've got to do the same in Alabama. I love public schools. Public schools have got to be strong in order for Alabama to be great. But I also believe that choice gives parents the option of deciding what's best for their child. And their success isn't determined by the zip code. So public school choice, allowing kids to decide if they want to go to a private school, more charter school options, and more magnet schools. If we do that in Alabama and allow parents to decide what's best for the child, we're going to have a lot of success in education and move up from the bottom, which should be the goal of every Alabamian in our state. A former state lawmaker who back in 2022 was accused of sexual assault is now suing the Montgomery Police Chief and Montgomery Police Department for those false charges. Perry Hooper Jr., claims that the charges against him were a political setup to destroy his career and reputation, especially in light of Hooper's support of Donald Trump. Hooper says the police did not properly present the complaint that was supposedly filed by the female victim who claims the assault occurred at a restaurant where she works as a hostess. Hooper also maintains that security cameras showed his interaction with that hostess and showed no wrongdoing. The female who accused Hooper in August of 2022 Months later, withdrew those charges against Hooper. Hooper also says that the Montgomery police violated the Alabama Open Records Act, as well as his right to due process. Another lawsuit has been filed in Jefferson County against the Alabama Clinical Schools and Universal Health Services. 
The lawsuit claims that an 11-year-old boy suffered injuries due to physical abuse that occurred over time at a residential facility in that county. That abuse is alleged to have occurred from the employees at the residential home and resulted in a broken collarbone, black eye, and bruising for that child. The attorney in this lawsuit is Tommy James. He says facilities that are part of the Alabama Clinical Schools are profiting off what he labeled troubled teen industry. He says they're engaged in systemic neglect and abuse. The 11-year-old boy was in the facility for six months, from 2021 to 2022. A professor at the University of Alabama says he's leaving his position as professor of earth sciences due in part to the liberal agenda that has permeated academia. Dr. Matthew Willicki is headed to Colorado to be closer to family members, but he told Fox News that the decision to leave Alabama was made easier as he sees the continued rise of illiberalism in college. I don't think it's one thing that broke the camel's back. It's this, it's every decision in academia is framed in this lens of diversity, equity, inclusion, whether it's acceptance of students to funding of grants. And it's the exact opposite of what I think Dr. Martin Luther King, who we celebrated last week, was talking about when he talked about judging people by the content of their character. And that's not what we're doing in academia anymore. Wileke also pointed out that college students are being sapped of a will to live and to thrive and to have a future because of the doom and gloom that permeates the climate change movement. So I see this directly for my students. I, I talk to them, I ask them, I, I, I really probe them about how they feel about climate, what their future ambitions are. And I see that this constant catastrophism is robbing their ambitions. They, they don't see their future as bright and, and fruitful. They, I, I've had multiple students come to me and tell me they no longer plan on having a family because they don't think raising children in this world will be a smart idea because the planet is gonna end. This is the exact opposite of how we would motivate young people to be good stewards of the environment and to look at their future and be responsible and make sacrifices now so that they could have a brighter future. It's just the exact opposite of what we should be doing if we're trying to motivate young people to be good stewards of the environment. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the proxy war that the U.S. is waging against Russia by way of Ukraine just got more obvious. President Joe Biden has now authorized the shipment of 31 Abrams tanks to the country of Ukraine. And today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. This comes exactly at the same time that the country of Germany is also getting further involved in helping Ukraine. German leaders will be sending 14 Leopard tanks, breaking the unspoken stance held by members of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or NATO, to stay out of Ukraine. Here is Germany's Foreign Minister, Annalena Barbach. Yes, we have to do more to defend Ukraine. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia. Oh, and all of this happened on the birthday of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. So President Joe Biden was very sure to wish Zelensky a happy birthday. 
21 Republican states are suing the Department of Homeland Security before it expands its catch and release policies to the parole program. The lawsuit claims that the Biden administration is looking to allow up to 30,000 illegal immigrants per month to stay in the U.S. and to work as they wait for an immigration hearing. This involves illegal immigrants coming from Venezuela, Haiti, Cuba, and Nicaragua. The lawsuit says this will cause irreparable harm to states who must pay for all that comes with allowing more illegal immigrants to stay under the parole system. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is leading the charge in this lawsuit. Alabama has joined the effort along with other states. Nancy Pelosi remains in the news again for the third day in a row, and this time it's not about demons, but about dollars. The Washington Free Beacon is reporting that Pelosi and her husband, Paul, sold up to $3 million in Google stocks that they had, and this all happened right before the U.S. Department of Justice declared a lawsuit against Google for antitrust practices within their ad business. Pelosi sold the 30,000 shares between December 20th and 28th and made a profit. This all came conveniently before the DOJ announced this past Monday that they have launched a lawsuit against Google. The Daily Detail did report on that. Pelosi apparently did not get priests for an exorcism of her home, but psychics who could really see the future on these stocks. The Pelosi's continue to maintain that there's no insider trading going on here. Other members of Congress, I think, would beg to differ. On Tuesday of this week, Missouri Congressman Josh Hawley introduced the Preventing Elected Leaders from Owning Securities and Investments Act, also called the Pelosi Act. It prohibits Congress members and their spouses from owning or trading individual stocks. The Board of Supervisors in Shasta County, California, have terminated their contract with Dominion Voting Systems. The board is now the first of 40 counties in that state to drop Dominion. Supervisor Patrick Jones pushed very hard to end the contract, while others on the board resisted, arguing that it would cost millions of dollars to retrain employees and find a new electronic voting system. Jones says that there is no price tag to be placed on voters' trust. Those who voted to end the contract are also seeking an audit of past elections in light of the 2022 primaries in that county, where all of the non-establishment candidates who had a lot of public support still managed to lose to the incumbents. The leaders at Facebook and Instagram have now decided to reinstate Donald Trump's frozen and banned accounts. The reinstatement will happen in the next few weeks after a two-year suspension and silencing of Trump's voice that occurred back in January of 2021. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 